0: Now back to Puckett and the Gas Man on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Entertaining sports talk. Update from Omaha. The Huskies lead Oregon State 3-0 right now in the bottom of the fourth inning. All right, we go to Russia. This is the first time on this show I've ever said joining us next from Russia on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline is this person. That's what we're doing right now. We're heading all the way to Russia. Joining us on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline part of Robert Moeller's investigation is Tim Booth from the Associated Press, who, of course, is covering the World Cup. Hi, Tim. How are you today?
1: Hi, Jason. How are you?
0: Uh, We're doing great. So what is it, about 10.20 your time there?
1: It It is 10.20. It's 10.20 p.m., yes.
0: But that's late. You know, Wendy It's just yeah, that is. Are you okay with a long day of a of a work schedule and, and covering all of the matches? And how fun has it been so far for you?
1: It's it's been a really cool experience. Um, it you know we've had this was our second game tonight here in Sochi um, was the Belgium Panama match which Belgium won Belgium won three nothing. Um, you know the first game we had here was the was the Portugal Spain. Match where Cristiano Ronaldo kind of went crazy and and took over and I mean that was that was an a, an amazing sort of event to be at to be at a, at a game like that and then tonight was really cool because you had thousands of Panama fans who would made the trip from Central America because this was Panama's first um, first time at the World Cup and you know even though they're you know they're they're getting kind of routed in the second half by a really good Belgium team the, the you know their fans are still in the stands chanting and dancing and and singing and everything. So um, the environment and, and everything around the game so far has been really, really cool. And, and um, you know, everything has gone really smoothly over here so far. Um, the, the organizing committees have done a really good job of, of making sure everything has, has kind of gone off without a hitch so far. So um, it's, it's been a very, very unique and very cool experience to have.
2: Being able to, uh, to cover Panama allowed you to, uh, do a great story on Ramon Torres. And I mean, this story could have been done, may, it probably was done eight months ago when it happened, but it was cool to relive, <laughs> you, you know, cool to relive, Tim, uh, just what that goal meant for him, what it meant for the country. I think people, certainly people that travel that they get it. You know, a country like Panama, you know, something like them getting into the World Cup was just, it's almost indescribable. The fact that Torres was the guy who Authored it. Uh, it didn't go well for them today, but and, and I don't, you know, I, I'm not trying to go to participation trophy route, but for them being there is a pretty damn big deal.
1: Oh, it's it's huge, and I mean, I think the, the the cool thing about Roman was is he was really open about talking about kind of what that all meant to him because it can it 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 completely changed his life. I mean, it's there's not many people in this in this world that can say they're considered a national hero in their home country. Um, And he is because he's the one who scored that goal that that put them in the World Cup for the first time. And he was really kind of honest about it. He said that his life had had significantly changed, that he had to do different things. Now, like going to the store was not a was not a simple thing for him. Going back to the neighborhood that he grew up in was not a it's not just like he can drop by the house anymore because, you know, he gets out of his car and he's completely surrounded by, you know, people from the neighborhood who want to thank him and congratulate him for um, creating this opportunity for his home country. So um, it, it, it's it's a very unique, you know, situation. You know, there's, like I said, there's not many people in the world who could ever say something, something like that. And he's got a, he's a really unique personality. Um, you know, he, he came from, he essentially came from nothing in Panama to be now this, um, to be a national hero and obviously be a huge contributor for the Sounders. Um, and, and you're right, you know, tonight didn't go great for them, but it wasn't really expected to go great for them. You know, Belgium's probably, you know, a a favorite to win the whole, to win the whole tournament. Um, and, but just being out there tonight was, was a, it was a huge sense of pride for him, for his country, um, for anyone who was, who's associated with Panama. Um, you know, tonight was a monumental occasion for, for that entire country.
0: The pride of Central Washington University, Tim Booth from the Associated Press, joining us live from Russia, right here on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline, has there. I would assume, and well, I don't know, maybe I'm not going to assume, is the Portugal-Spain match so far the best one in the World Cup?
1: Probably. I mean, there hasn't been uh, there hasn't been a match that had that much sort of electricity around it, um, you know, that much anticipation, and then to see um Cristiano Ronaldo take over kind of the way he did and just you know port, it, the, the comparison I've I've heard it a, a number of times now since being here it's it's like LeBron with with the Cavs I mean that's that's what essentially what Cristiano Ronaldo has with with Portugal they're they're a decent team um but they have one superstar and that's him and here he was playing kind of, in a way he was kind of playing against the Warriors because Spain is just this absolutely loaded side who's got you know, a slew of, of international stars on their roster. And, and you know, Cristiano, in a way, kind of single-handedly got, them, got Portugal uh, a draw out of that match. And then to have it be as back-and-forth as it was, as, you know, as many scoring opportunities as there were for both sides, as much kind of drama as there was around the match, because two days before the match, Spain had fired its head coach. Um, for taking the job at Real Madrid, I mean there was just all these different subplots that came with that match, and then for the actual product to live up to sort of the hype around it, um, you know, in, for a, for a group stage match in, in the World Cup, it's it ranks up there among the best of them. I mean, it was it was just thrilling and exciting, and um, it was about nine thousand degrees in the stadium that night because it you know it's it's like eighty percent humidity here, so um it was It was just a really kind of electric sort of atmosphere around it, and then the the soccer lived up to it and it was just a fantastic game uh, well,
2: culturally speaking, and it may be hard you 've only been there a week you can 't absorb everything but is there is there a feeling among casual fans of the sport in Russia or of the people that you have seen who are there that Iceland has become a team to root for? You know what I mean? If this was in America, we'd all be, oh, Iceland's become the darlings of the tournament. Does that carry over, in your mind, into a world audience? Because certainly what they did Saturday was spectacular, and it, it's an easy story to get behind.
1: Yeah, I, I think to a certain extent, Gass, it's, it's hard for me to get a feel for it here because um, obviously they're not here. Uh, in sochi they don't play any games here um but just in in general in terms of like the soccer community and and those who are have a vested interest in in the tournament that are here in country absolutely you know it's it's the whole you know underdog story of a of a country of 300,000 people that's that's you know playing to a draw with argentina and and you know now has a has a really legitimate chance of of potentially getting through their group and and getting to the knockout stage and there is a slight chance that a very slight chance that if they somehow won their won their group and and then won their round of sixteen game that we would actually get them here in the quarterfinals in Sochi, which would be a really cool um, experience to have. But um, yeah, it's 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 just an easy story to rally around, kind of in the same way that that Panama is an is an easy story to rally around, even though they're not of the quality of of Iceland. It's still you know a first time country here, a small country. Having their their opportunity on the on the big stage, I, I felt like tonight at least um, in the stadium, anyone who was a sort of a neutral fan was pulling for Panama. You know that's that's what they right. want to see. Belgium is this great team, and and they're gonna they're gonna do great things in this tournament, most likely. But but the, that sort of person who's just there to experience being at a World Cup game, they were pulling for Panama tonight, and I think that's the same thing that Iceland's gonna have wherever they go in this tournament. Is that person who has a ticket for that game on that day? that's the team they're going to get behind just because the story behind them is so fantastic.
0: Tim, I I know that Mexico is highly regarded. Their attack is regarded around the world, but what, what they did yesterday against uh, Germany, I mean, how surprised or how surprising was that uh, at the world cup? that They were able to defeat a team like Germany one, 0.
1: I, I think the surprising thing to me was, was how easily Mexico got its chances. Um, you know, you've seen you've seen German teams before that just kind of lock down the opponent and don't give them their opportunities on goal. You know, think about the, the World Cup final four years ago when they played Argentina. Messi did absolutely nothing in that match. It's because they just kind of put the clamps down on him and didn't allow him to do that. Um, Germany kind of looked, they looked old and they looked vulnerable yesterday. And that was, I think that was kind of the biggest surprise out of it was, just how how easily Mexico got so many chances because that game realistically Mexico probably should have been ahead about 3-0 at halftime um, and that game could have very easily ended 3 or 4-0 or 3 to 4 3 or 4 to 1 um, that was that was kind of I think it's a testament to how well organized Mexico was and how good of a game plan they had but also I think it really exposed a lot of flaws in Germany and now Here's Germany, who is, who is by all accounts the pre-tournament, tournament favorite. I mean, if you go to Vegas, they were, they were the odds on favorite, um, to win the whole thing. And now they're going to come here to Sochi next Saturday night and play Sweden in kind of what's become a must-win game for Germany because Sweden won today. And if Sweden gets a win out of that game, um, on next Saturday, Sweden's through to the next round and Germany's most likely out. Which is kind of a stunning thing to consider at this point that after two group games Germany could be you know on the brink of elimination already um, so it, it it was it was it was a really impressive performance by Mexico first off, but I think it really exposed a lot of issues that Germany has right now
2: what's the uh, what's the talk around again the, the the tournament and from from your angle and I know you didn't uh, see this one but uh, about you know Brazil here 's yet another team. you know this team can win it. This team is great. this team is World Cup history, and they go out and and draw with with Switzerland. It was such a compelling first weekend of this tournament what what uh, what, what says everyone about Brazil?
1: You know it was kind of cool is last. some of my coworkers here in Sochi are Brazilian, and so I got the we went to a place called the Cowboy Bar. Um, last night and, and watched, of course, you know, and, and we watched, uh, we watched the Brazil Switzerland match and it was just kind of funny watching their emotions as the, as the match went on, because it was kind of like this, you know, they, they go up one nothing early and then it was immediately that whole fatalistic sort of feeling kind of like we used to have with the Mariners until this year, um, that, you know, eventually something, something was going to go bad and and they were going to give up the lead and lo and behold that that's exactly what happened. Um, so, you know, but to your point, I mean, it was, it was, it was a shocking weekend sort of opening weekend of results because you had that one, you had Argentina, Iceland, you had Mexico, Germany, you had, you know, Portugal, Spain playing to a draw, um, you know, for a half tonight, we thought maybe Belgium was going to join that, that group. Um, England's playing right now in a one, one draw with Tunisia. Um, it's, it's been, it's been a really compelling tournament from that point of just these unexpected, um results so far and and brazil you have to you have to lump in there because um you know they they have a they have an exceedingly easy group first of all i mean they they should they should get through without any any issues but that being said a 1-1 draw with switzerland is not exactly the the foot you want to get off on starting um starting the tournament when you have as many expectations as brazil does and if they don't win that group then that, that would set up a much more difficult um, matchup for them in the round of 16. Potentially they could end up seeing Argentina.
0: Tim, what's the uh, premier game or premier match coming up tomorrow? Uh, uh, Tim, are you okay? Are you, where are you in line at right now? Sounds like Comrade Booth is in some yeah, trouble was, all of a was sudden. Was this your number called? Is this part of the investigation oh, that you're involved mm-hmm. with over
1: there? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm in the I'm in the media center and they're they're announcing that it's closing in 30 minutes. That's all they're announcing. So they're kicking yeah. us out to to the mean streets what? of to the mean streets of Sochi in 30 and, minutes. And but, this is when you um, go find
0: I, Carrie and see where she's been hidden all the whole
1: time, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Me and Saul. Um, yeah, I think uh, I, I think tomorrow the the probably the most important matchup is going to be Russia against Egypt um, because I think that's going to that's going to determine a lot of what happens in group a it's the first sort of set of of games in the in the next phase um of the tournament and you know russia came out and won five nothing egypt about whether they're going to have Mohamed sala available um for that for that match it's 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 a big it's a big match from that standpoint if russia wins tomorrow night they're they're through and and that's actually a team we could end up seeing down here in the in the round of 16 um potentially so uh, that that's probably the biggest match um, tomorrow. The, there's the last two games of Group H, which is um, I think it's Japan, Colombia, and Poland against somebody tomorrow, who oh, I can't remember. But anyway, so that's that's the lineup for tomorrow. But Russia, Egypt, I think is the most important game right. tomorrow.
2: What what about uh, outside of the media center, where I think I, I've actually run the PA announcement through our translator here, and they were announcing that the free vodka I mean, bar is there. They are again. The, the vodka bar is now closing. <laughs> Uh, and that's what they have to make sure people know. What's the atmosphere like outside the stadiums? Going, you mentioned going out with some people last night. Uh, how, how, you give us a give us a feel uh, for the for the flavor, the yeah. the fun side of this.
0: Are you being tailed when you walk
1: around town? <laughs> no, not yet. I'm I'm more of a sideshow, um, which is not not that big of a surprise. That's typically the case back home anyway. But um, you know, it, you know, I'm kind of it, there's very few American journalists here, just in in all honesty, and so um conversations I've had with with locals. Um they they like talking with me because they don't really have that many interactions with Americans that often. Um so that's been that's been kind of a, a sort of a cool experience. I've I've described this to um my wife and some others that that if I if it wasn't for the language, I would think that I'm in Southern California because that's sort of the vibe that Sochi has. It's it's a resort town. It's where people go on vacation um during the summer it's been, you know, 80 to 85 degrees and pretty much sunny here every day. There's the we're on the we're on the shore of the Black Sea. Um, you know, it's 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 got a very sort of SoCal kind of vibe to it. And and you've got all these pop up shops along the beach. Um, you've got Coke, you know, Coca-Cola stands everywhere. Um, I You know, earlier today, I was walking around and I saw a, a pop up stand for like Quicksilver and Roxy. And, like, you know, there stand-up paddle boards. I mean, it, it's just it has that vibe of, like, you're in Huntington Beach or, or Santa Monica or something like that. So um, it hasn't been, you know, as much of a culture shock, at least personally, as I know some other colleagues have had who are in other areas um, of Russia. Now, to be fair, I haven't had an opportunity really to get out of the – I mean, we're right on the Olympic Park, um, you know, where all the Olympic venues were for the, for the 2014 Winter Games. And so it's a very sort of, it's a very developed and commercialized area to begin with, and I haven't had really an opportunity to get out of this area yet because we've been so busy with with games so far, Um, but my understanding is that Sochi is just kind of the area in general is very much kind of this way, so um, it's, you know, it's a, it's a very cool vibe. It's very easy going. They're making more announcements in Russian now. Um, but it's, it's, it's been, it's been a really nice, it's been a really, you know, nice and cool experience so far.
0: I would just, I mean, the last thing for you and, and we'll cut you loose because it sounds like they're coming after you. Uh, when you, when you go out on the town, get, get a, the Canadian flag, you know, and just wear that around. I just tell people you're Canadian, Tim. There's no reason to tell these people that you're American. They don't need to know that. I'm Canadian. Everyone you know, loves I, Canadians.
1: You know, you know when I said it the other night, uh, we we went we went and had uh, gas, you like this. We went and had Serbian fast food the other night. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and as we were leaving, the the young man at the at the front asked, you know, where all of us were from, and and uh, I said, you know, I'm from the I'm from the U S. and and he said, and he started he started talking about how much he loves Steph Curry. And so it's like it's like you know Western culture is definitely is definitely a huge part of of society over here now. And um, I had a five minute conversation with the kid about about Steph Curry and the Warriors. So um,
0: why do you think Gas would simple. like and, that story? You know, he doesn't even know who Steph Curry is. I'm, for a, I'm a worldly out loud.
2: guy. I'm a much. Hey, can you do me a favor, comrade? I mean,
1: it was more about the Serbian fast food. That's that's what I was. What, have you had, had Serbian you fast, food, fast before? food? I don't know.
2: I, I actually invested in a Serbian fast food franchise that went under. Can you pick me up a "Make America Great Again" hat at one of those pop up
0: stores? No. I'm just <laughs>
1: just go Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> whatever you do would you, would you would you rather would you rather would you rather have a nesting doll with uh yes with the picture of uh of a certain leader on it yeah 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 I, yeah I yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. if you I could swing one of those
0: without blowing oh, your whole water rubles I, i'll go for that i just want one with <laughs> get, I, you just bring putin back i want putin that's what i want all right okay, tim I'll, we'll I'll see what i can do cut you loose thanks so much for uh for staying up late and uh and joining us
1: Yep, no problem, guys. Talk to you later. There he is. uh,
0: Mm -hmm. Tim Booth all the way from Russia joining us on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline.